am great till I gotta be great. I just took a DNA test bad. I took I just took a DNA test. Can you believe that song is three years old? You're three years old. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Wow, what an intro. I'm so happy to be back, guys. Back in the studio. We are reunited. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Freaking Work, people. You want to know what you should have opened with? What? Reunited and it feels so good. I don't know the next lyric. I feel I, like mine, like, I feel like that, like, I like the song. I'm not mad. I'm just it's a little, like, disappointed. It's a little slow temple. Like, if... <laughs> If Peter could temple, it's a little slow temple. <laughs> Sorry, I spent too much time in New York. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if Peter could like mix that song up to make it a little bit more like, it's uh. like reunited <laughs> and it feels so good, so good. And we could like mix it into something else. I'll get, I'll get working. Okay. On it. Thank yeah. you, Peter. <laughs> Anyways, it's good to be back. Um, for those of you that are new, I'm really sorry. Probably not a great episode to start on. Maybe just like go back like five or six. And- skip the month of April. Cause the month of April's audio was just meh. I was in New York city for the month of April. The audio was meh. It, I did get feedback from other people other than Abby that it wasn't like <laughs> that bad. They were like, no. it was like doable. It wasn't horrible, but Abby has high standards. So I she do. said that it sucked. She's like, every time that I, I heard you talk, I was like very like not about it. I was triggered. Yeah. But no more audio issues for the foreseeable future. So um, while you're here, you might as well leave us a five-star rating and review. We haven't gotten a review in a very long time. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that like people would review saying, audio sucks, you suck, I, yeah. you lost the fan. But no, nothing. I know. It's radio silent. I know. We're really looking for hate comments. Like I feel like <laughs> in the year of 2021, we were like super positive and we were like, we want like all these people that are supportive. And I feel like we have like a really great network of supportive great baddies and now we're looking for some like (laughs) trolls i think in 2022 (laughs) like we want to go we want to go dark (laughs) we want people like you know what i want i want people that are like that everything we do they like have an issue with that's what i want oh i don't know if 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 i have the willpower power to resist fighting with every single troll you know i don't think i would fight like i feel like i want someone that's like oh my god shannon you wore blue eyeshadow and like blue eyeshadow was like really bad for the environment and like (laughs) what sort of like an example are you setting for like 12 year old girls because like they're gonna go out and buy blue eyeliner or eyeshadow and then there's gonna be like a ton of like pollution caused by it and then like the whales like that's (laughs) like i feel like getting Uh, that like that's how you know you've made it when people like nitpick like the type of like you know, apples you buy at the grocery no, store. No, do you know when you've made it is when, like there are podcasts that I listen to that are like big name podcasts. If you go to their reviews, people review every single episode. Like there are weekly reviewers that will be like, this week's episode sucked. How dare you say X, Y, Z? Like you're so out of touch with reality. And then they'll be like, I really like this week's episode. Oh, you think it's the same people sometimes? I actually wonder that because I'll yeah. go on, I'll see reviews and I'm like, Okay, so are there this many new listeners every week? But you think some people re-review and they review No, I know week. for a fact. That what? People, How do you know? Because it's just like people who make it big on Apple reviews, like people are just, like- I mean, I have too much wow. time on my hands. I, re- I read reviews for everything. I'm an avid 
reviewer. You like, you like reading reader. reviews. Yeah. I do like reading reviews on like Amazon. Same. Shein, you have to. Yeah. If absolutely. you are a girl and you buy things off of Shein without reading the reviews and looking at the pictures of how it fits, then you actually, you're either like, the most yes you're either a (laughs) sociopath or you're the most like confident person i've ever met like i I don't i was gonna say i kind of respect that if you can order off sheen without reading the reviews i take risks i yeah you take risks in life and i wish i were more like you yeah like i that's honestly i was on sheen the other day and (laughs) i mean especially bathing suits like i was looking Mm -hmm. at bikinis um, because I'm going on a trip next week to, well, when you guys listen to it, it'll be this week to Puerto Rico. And I like see these really cute bathing suits, but if there's n- like not even reviews, like if the reviews say good things, but there's no pictures, like if I can't see what the bikini looks like on someone, I will not buy it. And especially like, I like to see like variety. I want someone with like my type of body type to be modeling it. So like, mm-hmm. like if you see a girl that's like super, super skinny with like, whatever like the perfect like hourglass figure i'm like that ain't me so i need to find (laughs) someone that looks like me and if i don't find that i won't buy the bathing suit i no, i'm with you there there are some websites where you can like what is it you can search the reviews by like weight and height Ooh, i don't know which websites they are but i've seen them you know what bothers me though is that like so you have websites like shein where you can Mm -hmm. find a bikini for ten dollars which I, I literally am eternally grateful for that. <laughs> but then you go on and they have reviews and pictures and like people are like writing if it's true to size. And then you have freaking Revolve where everything's extremely expensive. There's three pictures on some like teeny tiny little model and there's no reviews. No, no like I think it might say so true, to, true to size, but like everything else, nothing you have to take. And honestly, as nice as Revolve is, I've bought, I've bought so many bought in. I can't talk today. I've bought. I've bought. I've, I've bought. Purchased, purchased so many things on there that don't fit me right. And okay, you but, think that's something like a website that's that expensive would have more like reviews and like people giving you feedback on if it's you know true to size or if it's you tight. told me because I called out review review revolve revolve <laughs> revolve a couple weeks ago and we were looking for dresses for that engagement party and you're like yeah revolve they they just. They want you to trust the designers and that's why there's no reviews. But I'm like, fuck you. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. You were team Revolve. Maybe that's back when I was trying to be sponsored by revolve <laughs> revolve this by is, the by the way if you want to sponsor the podcast like we, we, we no we can suck up for revolve next year when okay. Revolve festival is approaching but right now revolve oh. needs to figure it out okay so revolve we <laughs> will circle back with you in 2023 in 2022 we're choosing violence <laughs> we are not sucking up to any sponsors no one's gonna want to work with the podcast but um. happy to have you guys listening every week anyways <laughs> how was Um, your weekend i have a huge update oh dave portnoy confessed his love for me really like he's in love i think so he just like woke up and was like we made it official you made it official Mm -hmm. like marriage or like basically like basically proposed to me wow i know it's huge big if you guys live under a rock if you guys don't follow us or don't follow dave portnoy then you wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that he reposted drinks after work the other day that was cute over the weekend In- <laughs> i was at clinton katie's going away party when it happened and i okay this is the type of um i don't even know the word for this but i bought that high noons 
specifically knowing that I was going to take a picture of it and tag Dave Portnoy and hope that he sees it and reposts it. That sounds nothing like you. <laughs> What's the word? I am manipulative. I am conniving. sneaky. Oh. I am conniving. I am all oh. those things. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to end it before my feelings get hurt. But I literally, okay, so I bought the High Noons pool pack for those of you that didn't see because Dave Portnoy is like basically the face of High Noons. And totally. it's a it's a brand new pool pack. It has all new flavors. And so I was going to a rooftop party over the weekend. So I was like, let me bring some, some booze. Let me bring some booze. So I went to, I went to the liquor store. I pa- I packed, hello. I went to the liquor store. We can't I can't talk. I don't no, know. No, I can't. I'm just so excited to have you back. I, know. I went to the liquor store. Liquor store. The liquor store. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to the liquor store and I bought the pool pack. It's all new flavors. Brought it to the rooftop. The sun was setting. It was like on Nima rooftop, which is in Seaport, if you guys don't know. And, you know, it's just like, very aesthetically pleasing like the backdrop of the city is dope and so you know i knew i was gonna pull at his heartstrings because boston is his hometown so i made the amount of thought that went into this i can't already i contemplated whether or not i was gonna like tag nema boston like as the location because i don't know aesthetically it like wasn't my vibe but i knew i had to put it there so that he knew we were from boston wow i just needed that and he opened the dm and reposted it immediately i almost shit myself you must have been happy you know how i found out was like i had like three people text me and be like that's sick bar stool and i just replied and said lol yeah totally like no idea what they're talking about no way I, the, the restaurant i was at i think is like owned by someone that like is friends with dave or something so i was like i don't know that's kind of creepy that they know that but like whatever wait who knew who knew that what the restaurant knew? no i thought that's what they were texting me about i was just like confused i was like oh. um like thanks like good good to know like i didn't know what they're talking about and then i was like wait is something going on so i went on our instagram and then i saw it and then i texted jordan and tyler back and was like oh my gosh wait i actually didn't know what you were talking about until i just looked and they were like that's the most shannon thing ever and i was like yeah <laughs> it really is no i wasn't in my right mind i didn't even text you yeah when it happened i, I was know. so busy just freaking out but that that's my big life update cute i love it how was your last weekend in new york and moving out it was good it was bittersweet i'm sure oh yeah like i'm definitely sad it's just i feel very disoriented like i like got back from new york went to new hampshire and then now i'm in boston and i'm like oh like i'm here and like it's a city but it's just different it probably doesn't feel real (laughs) wow that was profound it doesn't (laughs) it just it went by so fast but the last weekend was so fun saturday we like had a full touristy day we went to the Met. We like walked around Central Park. We, what else did we freaking do? Oh, we went over the Brooklyn Bridge. We went to Dumbo. Um, What's Dumbo? Down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's like in Brooklyn. Met up with some friends, like at the one hotel in Brooklyn, which was so fun. We went to like, oh, we went to this place peak at the edge, which is insane. It's 101 stories up. Oh, that was wow. crazy. Got get bamboozled did i tell you this Mm-mm. i didn't tell you this okay so we went to the met and i saw all these tents up and i was like <laughs> i'm like such a dumb bitch at least you're aware <laughs> so we go to the met the metropolitan museum of art for those of you that don't know it's not just the gala <laughs> <laughs> some people might not know that i i barely know that so we, we went there and 
first bone to pick with the Metropolitan Museum of Art, like your your mask falls like slightly down your nose. They freak out at you. They're like, masks up. But then meanwhile, the celebrities go, they're not wearing any masks. That pisses me off. It's like classism. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so we go there and all I wanted to do was take a picture on the steps of the Met and like make some like witty gossip girl caption because that's like my only point of my existence. Yeah. And there's like tents all over it. And I was like, ew, what the hell is up with all these stupid <laughs> tents in the front of the Met steps? Like it's ruining my, it's ruining my ability to take a picture. Like what's going on? And Dan's like, oh, there's probably like some event happening. I'm like, what stupid event is happening? Is the gala? That's worth, that's worth ruining my picture. And then I realized it was the Met Gala, <laughs> um, which was funny. But anyway, so we went to peak, which if you go to New York, it's like an experience. Like I recommend going like there's two like rooftopy things that I recommend doing, like overdoing like the um, top of the rock or the Empire State Building. Ooh. One's called the summer, the sum, the summer, the summit at Vanderbilt. It's amazing. It's like this crazy experience. You're so high up, like the best view of the city I've ever seen. There's all these like cool like works of art. It's like an exhibit. Definitely worth that. The second thing was the edge, which is a hundred floors up. And it's definitely like terrifying, but that with very the balls cool. floating. No, the everywhere? balls is the summit. Oh, okay, that the, looks sick. The edge is like outside, and it's like you're a hundred floors up, and there's like this one part where like you're walking, and it's like a glass floor, and you can look down and see all these buildings under you, and it's like you're walking. On okay, them. that's what Michael snapchatted me. He was like a video of it and said, "I'm gonna throw up." Yes, that he was, was that. terrified. So it was so sick. Definitely an experience. And then there is, um, pro tip because it's like. 20 to 30 dollars to get up and just like walk on the edge and experience mm -hmm. it however but you also have to wait in like a long ass line and it's like a whole ordeal but if you make a reservation at the rooftop which is called peak p-e-a-k-k p-e-a-k um it's a floor above the edge. It was on the 101st floor. And if you go and make a reservation there and go there for like lunch or dinner, you can get complimentary like pass to go to the edge after and not wait in the line. So spend a thousand dollars for right. lunch. Get a free $20. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. So we were like, obviously um, we're going to do that. Reservations were booked out like two months. So we ended up making like a lunch reservation on that Saturday. We go, we knew it was going to be expensive, a little pricey. We were right by the window. I got, I was like, okay, I'm going to get two Aperol spritz spritzes. They're like, let's say 18, 19, $20 per drink. Then I'm going to get the tuna, the seared tuna, which was $36. I was like, there we go. A perfect lunch, light, it's expensive, it's doable. The waiter comes out and he starts selling hard for the special. He's like, so it's me, Michael, and our friend Dan, who we did everything with in New York because he lives there and it was mm -hmm. so fun. And the waiter's like, have I told you about the special? Oh, and we God. were like, no. And he was like, it's the steak and eggs, and it's by far the best thing that you can get for breakfast here. Steak and eggs. So That's it was like it. a lunch menu, not a brunch menu. And your okay. girl was like craving brunch. So he's like, it's amazing. It's so good. It's like perfectly done. The egg is sunny side up. It comes with like steak on the side. It's seasoned to perfection. Like I highly recommend it. He's like going off about the steak and eggs. And I'm like, shit. And I was like, well, I was going to get the tuna. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, you don't want the tuna. You want the steak and eggs the tuna sucks. And I was like, all right. <laughs> My friend Dan's like, all right, I'm getting the steak and eggs. I was like, you know what? Me too. And then I'm like, so then did he tell you the price? Up no, front? no. Oh, God. And I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to be like cheap. Cause it was a, there was a table next to me with like filled with people that were all wearing like Chanel. So I was like, all right, like, I don't want to be like, Hey, like how much is the price like, <laughs> of the steak and eggs? So I just didn't say anything. Then 
15 minutes later or 20 minutes later, whatever, they come out with our meals. They put in front of me a 20 ounce ribeye, like full ass like ribeye with one teeny tiny little like sunny side up egg on top of it. Like, it was not steak and eggs. It was a full like entree. It's 11 a.m. And I have like a dinner steak in front of me, like bigger than my you head. You could have shared with Dan. I've never eaten that big of a steak in my life for dinner. Like never mind till for lunch. I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I'm like trying to wolf down the steak shit. Um, and it's not going well. I get like a quarter of the way done. Whatever. He gives us complimentary dessert. We're like, oh, he was so nice. Brings out the bill. The steaks were $90 each. Oh no. <laughs> I was like sick. What and did Michael other- get? You get the burger. Of course, like the $30 burger. Oh, and it, like the the thing that pissed me off is there was another steak on the menu that was like $45. I was like, all right, max is going to be 45 but it was 90 I was like, of course that happens. So I was like, you know what? New York chewed me up, spit me out, and here we are was back the, in Boston. Was the cow like baptized by the Pope? Like why was it so expensive? I honestly don't know like I don't I just think it's one of those things you just kind of like they just do to do because they can do it Mm -hmm. and then they know that there's people that are going to order it was it good at least it was I mean it was it was good it was like a a ribeye from like a nice place but I only I didn't finish it (laughs) but it was just it was a very expensive month like I was gonna say I don't want to like do you think like you and Michael combined like 40k I'm not looking I'm never looking (laughs) The last day I was there, I was buying a round of drinks for everyone. I gave my bar, I gave the bartender my card, and I said, "When you're done with that, just light it on fire." Like I don't need to see it ever again. Like I told the bartender to light it on fire. Yeah, I was like, "I'm changing my name, canceling my credit card, and I'm I'm leaving this town tomorrow." And he was like, "I really don't care. I just need to like know your last name for the tab. Like I don't." <laughs> he's like, take it up in small claims court. Yes, please. He's like, Thank like, you. He's like, you can deal with your financial issues and miscomings another time. But yeah, anyways, drunk deets. Yeah. Enough so, about me. speaking of New York, you mentioned the Met Gala. I'm sorry that you weren't invited. I know yeah, was that was really your rude. goal. However, it's actually kind of messed up. I know, but the show must go on, and the show did. Do you want to know? Showbiz. You want to know how dumb I am? Like, you think you're a dumb bitch? I have a gu- I have some guesses. What? I don't know. Okay, well, so the Met Gala, I didn't know that it wasn't an award show. So I, was, so I get home from work, to, and I go to Mystery Man. Hey, are we going to watch the Met Gala? Who, who won? <laughs> I was like, are we watching the Met Gala tonight? He was like, what do you He's like, what do you mean, Abby? And I was like, the Met Gala's tonight. Like, are we going to watch? He was like, it's not, I was like, they don't record it. I was like, what do you mean? They record every uh, uh, like award show. He's like, Abby, it's like the most exclusive party in America. It's like a gala. I, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Um, I love that for you. But he, but I but did I also watch. love that you were probably like, you uncultured swine. <laughs> like, obviously it's an award show and obviously we can watch it. And he's like, no, we, we really can't. Well, I did. I was like, ha, I knew that there was something we could watch because they were like, obviously live streaming like the red carpet. And so I watched right. that. I was like, see, that's what I meant. I was like, we can watch oh, that. Oh yeah, that's guess. what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I like but that. There was some, okay. I, okay. I also didn't know that there was themes every year. Yes. What is, what, like, like what a few are years ago was themes? like camp was the theme. Ew, like camp rock? No, like camp, like something like outrageous and like out there and look it up. Like, 
my gosh. So who decides? The camp. This goes back to the Academy Awards. Yes. Who, who's the Academy? Who's the gala? Who decides who's, who the theme is? Um, <clears throat> is there a gala? There's probably a gala committee. I In 1964, Susan Sontag defined camp as an aesthetic sensibility that is plain to see but hard for most of us to explain. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like these are, like, such different types of people than... I am that I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's when Kim wore like the like dripping like thing. Who decides? Who decides? Matt, I guess. I just tell me if this name rings a bell, but I just Googled whatever and it says. You know, like you have to be invited to attend the Met Gala. Oh. It's like the most prestigious thing. Yeah. It's carefully chosen by Vogue editor in chief Anna Wintour. Oh, Anna Wintour. I don't know who she is. Um, I do. Probably Isn't not. like the Devil Wears Prada like based on her? Mm. So I don't know. Also, like the whole like Matt was like is like under fire for like what they chose. Because the whole Gilded Glamour thing. This with, year they're under fire? Right, because like obviously with all the inflation happening in the country right now, and like they choose the theme to be like gilded glamour. What does that mean? Gilded glamour. Like gilded, like super like over the top and like oh. rich and like all this shit. Well, it's the most affluent group of people. What do you expect? Them I know to people show just, up in freaking like, revolt. People just are gonna, people just don't like rich people, so they're gonna think of any way to be like, oh, it's insensitive. That's like true. everything about celebrities is insensitive. Like we need to like start <laughs> realizing that these like aren't good people. But anyways, <laughs> the Met Gala. <laughs> Tell them how you really feel. Really quick, did you see Nicki Minaj? Um, what she wore? I'm going to show you. Okay. Look at it. Oh I'm my sorry, gosh. but she was one centimeter away from showing her entire cleavage. Her entire nipple. I'm like, you have to like see this to understand. How is that gilded glamour? Like, I just feel like everyone went so like... I'm sorry, I might get like criticized for saying this, but so like trashy this year. And I'm like the whole Gilded Glamour, like what Kim Kardashian did with Marilyn Monroe, I think is perfect. Like kind of like obviously a little edgy, sexy, but also had like a old Hollywood like taste to it. I think that's what I think of as Gilded Glamour. Not like, why do we have to see Kendall's nipples? I don't need to see that. Like, how is that glamour? Like, that's just like trash. I, I agree. I didn't I didn't love a majority of them. I, I think I'm unpopular opinion with this one. Was Kim Kardashian's dress, aka Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's dress, pretty? Yeah, but I didn't think it was like anything special. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, this is drop dead gorgeous. This is the best thing Kim has ever put her body in. Like I didn't get that from her. I just think it like just didn't that dress me. was such like a huge transitional moment like when marilyn monroe wore that and she's saying like happy birthday mr president wearing that dress i completely understand and respect the whole historical moment behind it like i respect that 100 i think it was an honor and a privilege for kim to even be offered to wear it i just like didn't but i think thought that there it, was better like i thought Haley bieber looked better i i completely agree but i also think the whole gilded age i think of like an old school like hollywood yeah. so i think so she, she was going through theme. i think she was going for something just like she was trying to go with the theme of just like old school glamour. That was like the original like naked dress, like that whole vibe. Yeah. But no, I do agree. I do think that like I loved Hailey Bieber's dress. I loved Chloe's dress. I thought she looked amazing. I thought Kylie- I thought she was too similar to Kim though. 
kind they both of had, like the silhouette gold vibe moment. Like, yeah, they were very similar, but like gilded, like gold, right? Like That's I true. guess it makes sense. There was a Kylie, lot of gold. I think, looked like a complete shit. Kylie, <laughs> okay, first of all, where were Kylie's? Not Kylie's. Kendall's eyebrows. I don't know. The Kardashians always do this like blonde <laughs> eyebrow thing, which like I mean. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be like some sort of like a fashion, like a fashion statement they're trying to make. I don't know what it is, but Ky- Kylie's like, it's honestly not even the dress. Like she looked obviously like she, she looked amazing. She's had a baby. She looks awesome. The hat thing I didn't like, and I know it's supposed to be like a whole vibe, but I'm like, what about that screams gilded? Like, I just don't get it. That was I weird. Think, I think if the theme was ugly, they nailed it. Yeah. It wasn't good. No. It wasn't good. There's um, mixed opinions on Blake. Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. I thought hers was amazing. There's people that yeah. didn't like that? Yeah. Why? I've seen it. I don't know. Do they say why? Do you know who Paige DeSorbo is? Yeah. She didn't like it. Why? I don't know. She didn't say? Mm. She like, was just like, meh. Like when she spun around and like it all changed? Yeah, I don't know. The heck? She didn't love it. I don't know. I thought it was dope. I thought it was cool. I like a little color change moment. And I wasn't it, it was supposed to be like the Statue of Liberty or something? I think so. Representation of that. I don't know. I thought Carrie Washington looked amazing, but she always looks amazing. I thought Chris Jenner looked really good. Yeah, but her the her, Jackie O vibe. Her haircut or her wig was giving like Dora the Explorer vibe. <laughs> I think she was trying to go for Jackie mm. O, but she got Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Sorry mm. about it. So funny. Sorry about it. Loki, though, honestly, is there anything better than Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? I feel like they're one of the only couples in Hollywood that I'm genuinely, like, rooting for. And I hope, hope, hope that in 50 years I'm going to look back and be like, that was the one couple that made it. No, if they actually break up and get a divorce, that will be a red flag that, like, you you can't like i'm not getting married if they if they somehow get a divorce in the next i don't know two years i'm not getting married sorry well not even us i think like pe- famous people shouldn't get married like we always yeah. talk about it like these celebrities that their relationships clearly don't work out mm-hmm. and i'm ho- i'm rooting for them but, but i think they like, also have like a normal life like they try yeah. to be like literally like people first before that they're like um movie stars normal i love and them normal and blake lively shouldn't be in the same sentence no She's i agree like, <laughs> but they like they just like try to be like i don't know, like parents and i don't know they're just so cute i love them they try to be out of the spotlight i feel yes. like but okay. she had her moment um okay so we know that in just like that is getting a season two and you know how last time we talked about it yeah. We were speculating whether or not um, Samantha was going to make an appearance. Yeah. Well, there's an update. And based on this update, I don't think that they're, that Carrie and Samantha are going to meet up for drinks yeah. in Paris. So, Kim, how do you say your last name? Cottrell? Cottrell. Kim Cottrell. Cottrell, um, Cottrell. <laughs> she revealed the real reason why she wasn't on and just like that. So, she spilled all the tea um let's see let's see so she found out about and just like that on social media like they like when we found out about it on social media she found out about it wow um she said that she wasn't entirely surprised that she was in the dark about hbo's plans since she was never asked to be a part of the reboot yeah is that because she made it clear that like she was done with Sex in the City? So why I mean, would they? She ask? was very much like there was like 
so much to it. Like she was very clear that she would not do another movie. Like they wanted a sex in the city three. And she was like, no, I refuse. Like she would not do it. And Sarah Jessica Parker was like, I can't picture a sex in the city without Samantha in it, which is why like they haven't done anything in like so many years. They're like, how can you have this without Samantha? Which by the way, I completely agree with you cannot have the show or the movies or anything without her. Like it's just not the same and it sucks without her. Um, so she was very vocal about that. But I also do think her and Sarah Jessica Parker had like a horrible falling Thief, out. Yeah. She like hated her, claimed that she was like a bully and horrible. And like when SJP like reached out when like someone in someone in Kim Cattrall's life like passed away, she was like, you're just like saying this like for the cameras. You don't actually give a he- like give a shit about me or my family. Like stay out of my life. Like you're not a friend. Like oh, all this boy. stuff. So I think it was really bad. I think that. Sarah Jessica Parker is like either I don't know if she's a producer or if she's just like a big involvement in the reboot so that's probably why she wasn't invited I could see SJP being like very controlling really kind of yeah she comes off as like super nice and chill but I mean who knows like yeah it broke my heart when I heard that like the cast of new girl doesn't actually like each other in real life (gasps) oh I didn't know that I know I wish I didn't even say that it it was very it was a hard day for me damn yeah that kind of ruins the whole show like everything's fake exactly um she also said and this was really interesting and I kind of respect her for this so she like other than everything that you just mentioned, she also felt like her character, like Kim felt like Samantha was being turned into a cougar. And she said, I felt like I was now casted as a cougar, which became not as positive as other aspects. Um, she loved that it was a positive show about single women, like when she first started Sex in the City. But as the years went on, she felt like her character was turning into someone that no longer celebrated like independent women. And she didn't like, like the vibe that Samantha was turning into she didn't feel like she celebrated independent women but i feel like that's like the whole point like she leaves the guy in la because she was like i love you but i love me more it's like one of the most iconic moments in the whole show i know yeah i i don't know i feel like she maybe she feels like it was just so like the character was just so overly like sexualized a, a, away from just like being an independent woman and just more towards like, Oh, there's Samantha again, like being like yeah crazy and being cougar. Like, I whatever. think that's what yeah. she probably Makes was trying sense. to get at. Interesting. 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 And well, I definitely will not be watching. The I mean, you know what season. they'll probably do? Cause there's no way in hell they thought she was actually going to come back for season two. And I also, they should have killed off the character. Like that's the only way to give her any sort of justice. Like yeah. there is no world in which Samantha is not hanging out with the girls. There's just no way. Like it doesn't matter what sort of falling out they they would have had. Like they were like lifelong friends and for them to like act like, oh, we had this whole falling out and now we're not friends. Like that's an insult to Sex in the City, the show. And like, they should be very ashamed. They should have killed her off or like come up with some insane reason why she wasn't around. But like, I think that if they make them get drinks, they won't actually show it. And it'll be like Carrie getting back from Paris and being like, yeah, drinks with Samantha were amazing. Ooh, hot take. Okay, I can't, I'm going to see how it pans out, even if you don't watch it. One thing I'll say though, the last thing she said, I think this is so powerful. She said when she was asked if she would appear on and just like that, she said, I've come to the conclusion that really the greatest compliment I could have as an actor is to be missed. Ooh. Like she wants there to be that like earning for more because it's like proving her point of like Like how like valuable she is to the show and she was always saying that she was like i feel like they're not realizing that i'm just as valuable as sarah jessica parker is in the show and she was if not more honestly 
Okay, quick update on the whole Kardashian verse Black China. Last week we talked about Black China trying to sue the 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 Kardashians for 140 <laughs> the Kardashians. I don't know where that came from. Uh-huh. <laughs> for 140 million dollars um for defamation and the Kardashians won officially. Interesting. So it's like officially done. Yeah. Um the the court, I guess, literally proved that there's no proof that her show canceled, which, by the way, I found out that, that you know, how she said she had a reality show. Yeah. It was called Rob in China. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So I've never actually seen it. I feel like I do remember that being a thing, but it only aired for one season in 2016. Right. Like, and I feel like she's just embarrassed to admit that, like, no one probably tuned in. There weren't any views and no one gives a fuck about you and Rob. Yeah, either I'm mean, either that or like the show air tanked and she's like now I'm gonna think of, try to think of like an opportunity to like use that to like make more money from the Kardashians. Yeah, I think everyone's just like hustling. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to her. She's brave enough to go against Kris Jenner, but I think like anyone with a brain knows Kris Jenner always wins. She really does. She truly does. She comes out on top always. Always. So, I'm glad that they can put that behind them. Are you watching the Kardashian show, the new one on Hulu? I haven't watched it because I didn't watch any TV in New York for the past month, but is it good? Um, Yeah. No, I love it. I actually, so only one episode comes out every week. It comes out every Thursday night, I think. So, on Hulu, you said? Yeah. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll watch a little bit. Yeah. You have like three episodes to catch up on. I watch it every usually Sunday night um, with Mystery Man. We watch it and catch up on whatever we missed. And I really like the whole vibe. Like Hulu like did a really good job of like editing the whole thing. Mm. Like it's very well done. I think it's way better than what Than the news. old one? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'll Big definitely fan. watch. Yeah, you have to. All right, wait. I have a life update that I completely forgot to tell the baddies about. So I know I know that we said we never go to Southie and we hate Southie, but I'm actually moving to Southie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You um, did tell them. Wait, I did? No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I So I'm not actually moving to Southie, but... Temporarily. Temporarily, in the interim... This summer, I'm going to be in Southie. Basically, um, our guy friend, Zach, who is a long supporter and lover of the show. And single. And single. <laughs> um, he, which episode was he on? He was on one of our episodes. Yeah, he, he has like three jobs, makes a lot of money. He's single. He's single for any, girl, for any girl <laughs> out there. Anyways, he has been like living in this really nice apartment in Southie. It's a two bedroom, two bathroom with a driveway. And like a few weeks ago, I was texting me and Michael and was like, by the way, like when you guys get back, if you don't have like a place yet, you can literally stay with me whenever you want. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, like, you know, just can't, like, you, like he's like, I have the place. He's like, stay here for the summer, like whatever works. So I am very excited. I know... We say we never go to Southie, but it will be nice. For those of you that don't know, I've been like a complete nomad for the past like few months, like Mm -hmm. wandering from place to place. It's been insane, like a ton of driving. And I'm just excited to have, at least for right now, like a place in the city. I'm still going to be like traveling around a lot. Um, But you're going tonight, right? For the first time. I'm going tonight for the first time to like see the place, to sleep there for the first time. I'm literally 
we have like a bed there and I'm bringing that's bedding <laughs> and like a suitcase of clothes and that's yeah. all I have. But it'll be nice. It'll be nice to be near you more. Like yeah. it, it's just going to be amazing. And I feel like in terms of just like, I feel like the past few months with just like traveling around so much, like I feel like it's like cut my time down. And I feel like I'm one of those people that's really bad at prioritizing multiple things. Like I feel like I'm either you are someone <laughs> who is like, really into like, you know, my, my job and like making sure I'm like overachieving at like work when I can, or like I'll go through spurts where I'm like, all right, like I'm going to make TikToks and post for the, for the like podcast every single day. But then like other areas of my life will suffer, like my like social life. And then if I go through spurts where I'm really good with my social life from like, you know, I spent, I'm spending a ton of time with my family and I'm really good at like posting on social media, but then I feel like my like mental health or my like I guess like ability to like, you know, take care of myself, like eat healthy, go to the gym, things like that suffer. And I just feel like I need to like prioritize that because I see girls out there who I feel like do all of that. And I'm like, how the hell do they do it? They don't. I feel like society makes it feel like, like if you, if you don't have a good relationship with your family, you don't see them often, you don't talk to them, you don't see your friends, you don't have a good social life, you know, you're not working out, you're not getting eight hours of sleep a night, you're not eating healthy, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, then you don't have your life together and you're a failure and you're not like up to society standards. But like, actually, I feel like social media has made it such a toxic place to be because you see these people that you think have their shit together, but like, you're not seeing, you know, like even if it's like a college girl, you don't know if she's flunking all of her classes. She may work out every single day, get eight hours of sleep, see all of her friends, see her family, have a boyfriend, be able to balance that. But like, there's always going to be that one area that you're missing that you, that you don't know about and that people are probably slacking on. And it's different for everyone. And I feel like it comes in waves. Like I'll go through phases where like I'm team, like, let's eat healthy like there was a phase when like I was so strict about what I ate and that lasts for like two months and then I'm like eh that was too much work like there was a point in the grocery store where like I was like really fixated on you know eating super clean and like looking at every single ingredient and it was like ah that's just not realistic long term right like I mean it is but at some point, like, I'm like, no, I can't be in the grocery store for an hour. Like, I gotta, I gotta get moving. Like, I gotta get my groceries and go. Right. So then I'll fixate on something else. Yeah. Cause like then life will get, like, I feel like there was a point in the pandemic when same as you, I was like grocery shopping all the time, eating like really organic, like making smoothies every morning, working out consistently, like doing my full skin, skincare, like 15 step routine every night. But then as soon as another area of your life gets a little busy, you're like, all right, I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. I admire consistency. Like I admire girls who are like, I've been waking up and going to the gym four times a week at 6am for six years. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, that's amazing. Cause I will go through like spurts of like, all right, I'm gonna be really, really focused. And then I'll go through like six months where I don't do anything. (laughs) I think right now I'm in that phase where I'm not prioritizing, like seeing friends and like going out. Like there are just like so many other things that I feel like I'd rather spend my time on and that part is slacking, but I'm like, no, like I don't want to, I want to, like, I literally joke about how like I've turned boring, but I generally mean it. Like I literally am boring and I need you back in Boston to make me not boring. To make you not boring. So I feel like now that you're back in Boston, I'm going to be more fun. And then God knows what's going to slack. That is like 
but I feel like you seem happier, which I feel like is good. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But you're right. Like, I mean, it's all, it's all like relative in the end of the day. I'm just like, it, it is so true though. Like about, about going through stages. Like sometimes I will go like a month where I'm like, I don't want to go out for drinks. I don't want to go out for dinner. Like I want to just like have like a clean apartment and yeah. like take care of myself. And that like genuinely brings me joy. And other times I just get like, I'm like, no, I just like want to be out and about with my friends, like hopping around the sea. Like that's what brings me joy. And it's weird because I'm like, how could I change so often? But I feel like it's because like you said, I feel like it's not normalized. I feel like when you go online, you see people who like, it seems like every day they have these like routines and they're just like very stable. So it makes me feel like I'm like, what's wrong with me? But I feel like there's actually probably a lot more people that are like us than, than we think. Like, I'm sure most people are actually more like us. <laughs> well, yeah, a hundred percent. Cause we're all just trying to figure our shit together, but like figure out our shit. But I think everyone has their own definition of what it means to have their shit together. But I was thinking about it and we create like a list of, or at least you should create a list of non-negotiables when like you're looking for a partner. Like every girl has a checklist of what they want their boyfriend to be. Like whether it's like, I don't know, six feet tall, isn't in counting, um, drives a nice car or is religious or isn't whatever. Like they have a checklist and they're non-negotiables and they're like, I will not settle for this. But like, why don't we create a list of non-negotiables for our life? Like, determine what's important to you determine what's a priority and then who cares if like I don't, like who cares if you're not a tiktok that girl that's a great point like you should have a list of things that you care about that like genuinely will make you happy and things you should prioritize mm -hmm. and like go down that list and then your top three should be non-negotiables and then past a point would be like nice to have. And then like at the bottom would be like, all right, like when you get around to it, because yeah. if like we beat ourselves up and we try to do everything and there's genuinely not enough hours in the day. Like no. when you, like I've driven myself crazy before, like trying to do everything. And then I always feel like I'm failing and then and, you get burnt out. And then that's how you get burnt out. Like I remember when we were like doing the podcast on our own and we would stay up to like one in the morning, every single night, editing videos and then we'd wake up for work the next day work like a full day and then do the same like I just remember feeling so burnt out and and also like again like you're like failing because there's always like one thing that's wrong but I feel like if I like just made like almost like budgeted my time like it's almost like you create a budget of your time of your with like money and stuff but I don't budget my time and I feel like if I put an effort in doing that and being like all right I'm gonna prioritize x amount of time to this and actually stick to that like even like set alarms and be like, at this time, every night you need to do X. At this time you need to do Y versus just like me getting home and like watching three hours of TV and then staying up to one in the morning, like on social media and then be panicking. Cause I'm like, well, I didn't do four of the things I was supposed to do and just always being anxious. Like if I just got ahead of it, I'd probably be way happier. Yeah. I was reading a self-help book. I know shocking um, <laughs> that I was reading, but self-help books are the only books that I like to read and should read because I need all the help I can get. But there was, whoever the author is, said something about the 30-30 rule. And it's something that I want to implement, but I just haven't. But it's literally so simple. It's you spend every single day 30 minutes of cleaning, 30 minutes of moving your body. So 
cleaning could be, you know, 30 minutes of just organizing. And that could be setting your clothes out for work the night before, make like packing your lunch the night before, or, you know, cleaning your closet floor because you can't see the floor, Mm -hmm. but just spend 30 minutes every single day of like physically cleaning your space to make it a better environment or to make your life easier whatever that may be, and then spend 30 minutes moving your body every single day, whether it's going to the gym or a class or just going for a walk or doing something in your house. But like the 30-30 will change your life allegedly. I love that. I think that's awesome. I know. But the problem is that is that like I'll get home from work and I'm exhausted. And if you like sit down, you're not going to get anything done. Mm -hmm. So if you get home and you sit on the couch, you're not getting up. You're going to turn on a show yeah you have to do it right when you get back you're right yeah it's like a a vacuum like I feel like once you once you turn the tv on or once you like I always tell myself I'm like all right I'm gonna get home and like watch tv for 30 minutes but once you do that like you're in for the night like you're not I don't even want to get up to get my makeup off like I have to do that right when I get home I know I get home and if I don't shower because I'm a nighttime shower if I don't shower like the second I get home it becomes a chore yeah ugh, like ugh. it's it's now 8 30 like I don't want to shower like Obviously I do, but it becomes a task. Yeah. No, I agree with that. 110%. I'm the exact same way. Um, Wait. So this past weekend I was talking to one of my friends and she was talking. We were talking about like online dating a few weeks ago and like new dating apps. By the way, I heard feedback on the Thursday app. Someone said they didn't like it because a lot of Hmm. the prompts were like, they said that the prompts were trash, which I don't know if that's true, but was someone, this a male opinion? It or was a female? male, so like you can mm. you can only take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Plus, like he probably wasn't like super devoted to it. No, he was just like I didn't like the prompts, and then he also said though that like the prompt it's it's a Brit- it was um started in London, so it's a lot of it like British, the, like the speech that's used like the in the it's like what are you rubbish at <laughs> like oh, it's just like cute. funny well, I think it's kind of cute I don't know I still think if you live in New York just like try it let us know if anyone has give us your feedback because I'm very curious and I want them to start one in Boston because I think it's a cool idea of just like only being on Thursdays but um anyways I was talking to one of my friends who said that they've been trying to get out there more going on dates and she was like here's the thing Shannon she was like every time I go on a date I leave it exhausted like drained and exhausted and like I could literally just like get into my bed and sleep for like three days and she was like I don't know if there's something wrong with me and I basically was talking to her and I was like well how how do the dates go like tell me like what happens when you're on them and she was like well honestly I'll be talking to someone and they'll be nice and it's not like a bad date but you know, obviously when you're just meeting someone, there'll be like moments of like silence and like awkwardness. And you feel like you're constantly having to like fill in that silence or like fill in the awkwardness and carry the conversation and like think of a new topic to discuss. As soon as one topic expires, like you're talking about your siblings and all of a sudden like the conversation's ending and you're like, shit, like what do I ask this guy next? Mm -hmm. And she was almost like, you're like on a job interview. And Mm -hmm. I was like thinking about it and this might be a super unpopular opinion but I actually genuinely believe that if you leave a date feeling that way I really just don't think it's gonna work out like I don't think a date like with a guy that you are actually compatible with I don't think you will leave feeling exhausted no definitely not because like even though you're getting to know each other and it can feel like an interview like when you click with someone like you know when you've made a friend 
or you, you've made a friend that maybe someone you don't really vibe with and you're like talking to a girl for the first time and you're becoming friends with her and you almost feel like you're like forcing it. You're like trying to think of like things to talk about and stuff. And it's like, it feels exhausting, but then like you meet someone who ends up being like one of your best friends. And it's like, you guys just click, like you like jump right into it. Like you're not asking like the like pleasantry questions. You're like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And you instantly start like joking around and like telling jokes and like, you're so comfortable with each other. Like, I feel like that's someone you're compatible with. And it's the same way on a, on a date. Like, I feel like if someone sits down on the first thing, it's like, so where are you from? <laughs> oh, like, cool. That's a, like, yeah. Like I, I know someone who lives in that, like that hometown. Like, yeah. it's like, ugh. but like, if you sit down and they're instantly just like, you guys are just instantly hitting it off and like joking and like, getting right into conversations and you don't even know where each other lives yet. Cause you haven't even gotten to that. Cause you're just like already like having so much fun just talking. Like that's a sign you guys are actually compatible. I feel like. So was this friend of yours that you talked to say like, did she say that it was just after one particular date or like multiple dates? She was like, I've just been trying to get out there more. And I think she said, she was like a few of them were like first and second dates. Mm-hmm. And then there was like one that was like just the first day. And then another one was like a first, second. But they and were third. all painful to sit there. Like not painful. That's the thing. She was like, honestly, they weren't like bad dates, but she was like, she's not like a huge dater, but like one of her goals was, she was like, I want to just like get out there more and just go on more dates this year, which I think is cool. But like she was like, is this normal? Like, is there something wrong with me? Cause she was like, I feel like even if the date is like nice and the guy's pleasant and it's not like a bad date by any means, like I'm leaving and I'm feeling just like so drained. And she was like, yeah. is that like a bad sign for me? And I was honestly like, I don't know. I'm just thinking back. And I remember the first time I ever talked to Michael and it was like instantly just like a connection. And we were like talking about how we both loved nineties rap and <laughs> how we'd like sit back in high school and listen to it with our friends. And that was like a minute into the conversation. I didn't know where he was from or anything. And it was just like, we just clicked on like the stupidest little things. And I just felt like this amazing, like, wow, like I've never met someone I connect with like this before, but, and, and obviously that's a super dramatic example. And you're not going to feel like that on every date. I just mean like, if no, you, I if I feel like if you're like, the first time you meet someone just like, Oh, like, what do I, like, what do I talk about next? And you're like filling spaces. Like, it's just like not a good date. I, yeah, no, I agree. I think that even though I haven't been on many dates, I've definitely been in situations where the conversation is just so dry. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to participate in this anymore. And for someone like myself who I get, I do get sick of people very easily. Like I'm very introverted. I can only handle so much before I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go, I need to go to bed. Like I'm, my social battery is drained. I think that if the conversation is so surface level, like you said, like, it's like, what's your favorite color? Like, who do you root for the Patriots or the whatever? Then Hmm. obviously either, maybe the guy is just like not an experienced dater. Cause I feel like there are, I mean, I don't know from personal experience, but I feel like there should be like a level of enthusiasm where like the guy is sitting there and he should carry the conversation. Like I generally believe that if the guy isn't carrying the conversation, what is he doing? Why? Right. Like, I don't know. I, that might not be, the favored opinion but I do think that the guy should kind of carry the conversation and date yeah no but the I girl agree. can like carry it on for sure but the girl shouldn't be the one that's or I don't think it should be completely one-sided but there should be equal give and take on like who's 
carrying the conversation. I just feel like any, I feel like any date where like you're having to think in your head, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to bring up next? It's probably a sign that there's just like something off between the two of you. Not to say that like, I mean, I don't know. I've met couples that are like, when we met, we had no chemistry. There was nothing between us. It took years and years of friendship. Like, before we developed into a relationship and like that's sick, I think that's the exception to the rule. I think for the most part, like if you're thinking like, oh my God, like what am I going to bring up next once we start talking about what we're talking about now and you're like having like anxiety about it. Like the reason you're leaving the, the date exhausted and drained is because like your, your mind was like racing for like an hour, like trying to come up with like topics to discuss as if you were like presenting to a boardroom, <laughs> which isn't like, I, I think for the first 15 minutes, where are you from? Family stuff, fine. But I feel like if you're like, 30 minutes into the date and you guys are still talking about like very surface level things. It's just like a bad sign as like a rule of thumb. I feel like you should be progressing to like talking about like life and like things like that you're actually like interested in and what you want to do in the future. Like I feel like that stuff should be happening. Have you ever left a date early? No. No. Mm-mm. I've heard of so many girls like who have like snuck out in the bath, like said that they were in the bathroom and snuck out or like, came and like took a few shots and left or like whatever I don't know what it is I told have I ever told you this I get anxiety about like doing something like that and then in the future in five years I start a new job and that guy works at the company <laughs> like I don't know that's like the stupidest thing ever but I just that's karma's way of coming back I just always think like it's such a small city and it's not going to work out with everyone but like I I always think like I want to leave every situation unless the guy was like an asshole but like if he was a nice enough person I want to leave with like a good impression because like you never you never know like That's that guy true. could end up becoming your best friend's boyfriend in two years like I don't know but like I feel like I'd always want to be like saying seeing it through and being respectful to the end even if it sucked but that's why we always say first date like drinks like do not go to dinner with him yeah. don't go to like a movie like don't go to anything like long just like make it drinks because you can literally go for a drink and if you can tell you're not hitting it off with a guy you can literally be like you can set drinks for like 7 p.m or 8 p.m and then you can be like oh I actually have plans with my friends like we're going out to like a bar after this and it's very easy to like make the date 45 minutes an hour and be like all right gotta go it was so nice meeting you like if you need to do that then do that but I don't know do you offer on the first date offer what I, I don't honestly don't remember. It's been so long since I've been on a first date. I guess I'm just not your gal to ask. Maybe What's we should like bring on one of our dating friends to answer these questions. I feel like I'd probably be like one of those like wallet, like pretend like I'm going for fakers. the wallet, but like not actually. I think it's the polite thing to do. To be like, hey, like, no, like I like. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you do if he actually takes you up on the offer to split? I mean, that's just like despicable. Like no second chance, right? No. Second no. Chance. Okay, good. No. That's weird because here's the thing like if I asked someone on a date okay maybe but like the, if the person's asking you then like they should pay on the first day it's the first day like I get if you've been dating for six months and he's like all right like I'm in credit card debt up to my eyeballs but like the first date like no just hook up the <laughs> if take her to a cheap bar if you need to get her like a five dollar like happy hour drink like it's really not that much money if a guy is telling you on the first date that he's in credit card debt <laughs> up to his eyeballs, you need to run. 
immediately. <laughs> like that's a red no. Flag. I meant like if you're if you've been dating the guy for six months and he's in credit card debt because oh, because he's been spending all his money on, on like you. your dates, then <laughs> maybe start to offer a little bit. But like, oh yeah, no, yeah. Once you're in a, a relationship, boy- but like the first mm-hmm. date, I don't think I would offer. I generally don't think. Yeah. Like obviously. I, I've never been on like a real first date, but I don't think I would even pull out my card. I also feel like a guy like would just reach, like would throw his card down before he'd even like notice what you're doing. Like most guys aren't that bad, I think. Mm. I mean, I've heard some horror stories. Mm, the Boston baddies say otherwise. I just think the tackiest is like the, hey, like, you know, instead of like going out to a restaurant, like it wouldn't it be like so much more chill if you like came here and we could like, Ew. and we could like, you know, have some drinks at my place and like listen to some good music. Like I could cook you dinner. I'm like, okay, dude. Cook me dinner on a first date. Honestly, that'd be... Uh, no, 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 do not, not go to someone's don't apartment to someone's for house. a first date. Also, he's blatantly trying to like but not have to buy you anything. Hear me out. Hear me out. If a guy says, come over, I'll cook you dinner for a first date. He just hear me out for a second. No. One, you're... You're getting ahead of the game. You're seeing where he lives, what his living environment is like. How disgusting is he actually? You get to snoop through his bathroom and see if he's a cheetah cheater pumpkin eater. And you can see if he has any future in cooking for your children. See, here's the thing. I don't even want to know that stuff on a first date. First <laughs> Why? date is like- Save yourself the time. No, 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 no. First date is like, I'm meeting you and you're like, I'm seeing if you pass the initial background check. Like, can mm. you formulate a sentence? <laughs> like, are you a raging alcoholic? And like- can you have the decency to pay? Like those are like literally the bare minimum standards. Like I don't need to know where you live. I don't need to see like your, you know, no headboard like mattress on the floor with like your creepy like what if you drop four hundred dollars? What if you drop four hundred dollars in the first date, then you go home with him a couple of dates later, and he has a mattress Fine. on the floor with no headboard? His I, bathroom is disgusting. See, like you care so much about like cleanliness of like I the do. place, and I think I think that's definitely a factor for me. But it's not the number one thing. Like if you're saying if a guy invites me over, the number one thing I'm thinking is he's gonna kill me, and that's happened so many times in online dating. Do not go to a guy's place, yeah, unless he's like a like a friend and you already friend. know him or something but even then don't go yeah or you, if you do bring your taser bring your taser and also anyone listening have a taser it's just like the right thing to do <laughs> did you bring one to New York? i know you can't yes you did it, it, allegedly yes were you ever like sketched out while walking in yeah New yeah well okay not ever in a normal situation but like i would go to the gym at like the class was at six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I how had, you did that. So I had to wake up at five and I'd have to walk starting at like five 30. It was like a 20 minute walk. So at five 30, it was still pitch black out until like the end, the but in the beginning, still out. in the beginning it was like five 30 and it felt like it was like, you know, three in the morning. Cause people are still out and about cause it's New York. And there were some times when I was like, Oh, it's like a little sketchy, which is why I asked my parents to deliver me my taser <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Cause it's legal in New York. But I feel like you should just have a taser. If you're gonna get arrested for having a taser, it's like, sorry that I'm trying to defend myself. I don't have a taser, but I do have pepper spray, but I don't know how to use it. I think every girl should have a way to defend themselves. And if you are living in Massachusetts and you can't get something because it's illegal, just like ship it to, we'll find a way. Find a friend in New Hampshire, get it shipped there. Like make sure that you are safe. There's some sketch balls out there. There are. You wanna be safe. Also, time is money, so don't spend it on dates with shitty people. Yeah, and don't go to his house. 
or do and just check the bathroom. Don't go to his house. Check the don't. bathroom. Don't. Because then you'll find out if he has a girlfriend. Oh, also really, really random. But before we close, um, is what, do we ever find out what that whole thing was with like the the air tracer thing that people are putting in pe- people's cars and shit? That's scary. Oh, the like um, that did happen in Southie. No, and it's happened. I've heard of it happening to a few other people. What is it? It's like the the air tag. Air tag. Yes. Yeah. Like a girl was at a bar. She just went for like a drink, but she drove there and drove home later. And then it said like an air tag had been op- like activated. Mm-hmm. So someone put an air tag on her ca- car. So basically someone can like stalk you that way yep. and figure out your and every you drive move. your car home and then they know where you live. And then they know where you live. Yeah. You'd have to simply move. It's actually terrifying. I don't like thinking about it. I don't either, but I don't know. Apple like, needs to figure that out. Th- that's like very terrifying. Yeah. Like, why do they exist in AirTag? For people who can't find their shit. Because you can, like, put it on, like, your keys so you never lose your keys. But I'm just, like, when I saw that, so basically this girl goes to this bar, has a drink, drives home, gets an alert from Apple saying AirTag, like, activated. So basically, like, someone had activated an AirTag that they put on her car. So someone put a, like, tag on her car somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they were able to trace, like, that she drove back to her apartment. So now they know where she lives. Yep. And she had, like, the police. She like, called 911. Police came. They, like, swept her car. They could not find, find it. it. Yeah. I just, like, it was so eerie to think about. And this girl, like, lived in Southie. And, like, it could happen to anyone. Um, But basically, if that happens, like call the cops why are we giving people like instructions right now on how to stay safe in the city <laughs> uh because because we're good people anyways the the summertime is approaching we want to have a lot of fun but head on a swivel ladies thank you so much for listening to another episode of drinks after work so happy to be back and we'll be back together in the studio next week and the week after and the week after and the week and, after and, that and, and the week after that never leaving me ever again so yeah, basically follow us on instagram it's at drinks after work underscore at drinks after work no underscore on tiktok and if you're a girl in the boston area looking to make new friends join our private facebook group it's linked in our instagram bio and we will see you baddies next week Bye guys. goodbye <laughs>